0: You made it! You're finally here! Welcome to Half Cocktail's a place where we have a great time celebrating science, the social contract, and just plain old congeniality. Dare I say a place where we seek a path to peace, prosperity, and exploration amongst the stars. What I'm talking about is an all-inclusive society, meaning if you're not on board with the understanding that we all agree to shared rules, norms, and respect, we're not obligated to even consider your opinion, because the social contract is that important to a civil society. I'm your friend and host, Dan the worshipman and Dionysus Man, sipping on some science today, welcoming in new listeners just joining us. We hope you're doing well. We're doing well. We hope you have a good time with us. We know we do. I'm joined today by the lovely, lovely ladies, my beautiful sister, Amber, and my darling wife, Jamie Lynn. How are you ladies doing today?
1: I'd be doing better if I was watching the Ravens play.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's right. We're recording this during the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> we are.
0: Yeah. Is that is that why you're available right now? It's because the Ravens aren't in it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. if, if the Ravens were in it, I would have had to say, I'm mm, okay. sorry, I got other plans. Can't
0: can't do it, buddy. Not showing up.
1: <laughs> love you, <ya>, butt.
0: <laughs> love you. But uh, all right, uh, folks, stay tuned to the end of the show. We've got one magic ingredient your hairstylist wants you to put in your coffee. We'll get to that later. Uh, before Ooh, then, I want to know that one. Yeah, right. It sounds exciting.
2: Hair wow. and coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your hairstylist wants you to put it in your coffee. Uh, we've got a. Re-
2: I need to hear this. Really
0: fun and informative <laughs> show for you today, brought to you by the GlobeX Corporation. GlobeX building a better tomorrow, whether you like it or not. We're going to take a quick look back at the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre of February fourteenth, nineteen twenty nine. We'll have some fact-checking, of course. Uh, We've got ancient papyrus scroll resurrections. we got artificial intelligence dropping nuclear bombs. we got some snake oil involving bottled water laced with rocket fuel. And, of course, we'll wrap things Mm -hmm. up with a feel-good story. We do encourage you to reach out to us at halfcocktails at gmail.com, or maybe you want to give us a text or voicemail at 443-499-8253. Be careful, we do enjoy l- listener engagement interaction, and we're going to talk about it here, if and when you do reach out. But for now, I think we need to hop in the time machine. Woohoo! Nothing would be better than a look <laughs> at days of yester in our time machine. Okay, uh, ladies, are you familiar with the St. Valentine's Day Massacre?
2: yes that's al capone correct yeah
0: he was implicated
2: is that Al capone
0: he was implicated it was never proven he had anything to do with it
2: implicated he didn't actually do it i call bullshit already
0: (laughs) (laughs) some people said that they thought some actual members of the chicago police department were in on it because of a somebody killed the son of a police officer before this happened, and it was mm. believed to be crime-related. So there's speculation it might not have been Al Capone. I mean, he was in Florida at the time. How could he have ordered men from Florida and Chicago? It's just too far.
1: Mm-hmm. There, were no, there were no phones back then, right? Too far. Yeah, but he also
2: paid off the police department. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so it's the morning of February 14th, 1929, Valentine's Day. Oh as as we celebrate it uh and in chicago gangland chicago george bugs moran had some of his guys receiving what they believed to be was a stolen car of liquor mhm might recall the something called the prohibition when when was that prohibition
2: when was prohibition terrible time
1: oh yeah
0: a car mm-hmm. smuggling liquor was stolen right so they thought they believed that this was one of al capone's cars uh which is which is why he is so often linked to this
1: bad boys bad boys what <laughs> you gonna do
0: they they had they were there at one of the the Moran gang were there at one of their uh, warehouses and a couple of police officers they believed two men wearing police uniforms uh kind of got the drop on them You know, all right, you know, we're under arrest. Put your hands up. And they lined him up against the wall. And then some other guys came in with some uh, Tommy guns, submachine guns, and they just gunned him down. One (laughs) of the guys, uh, the the, the men that were gunned down, Moran wasn't there. But his second in command and brother-in-law guy went by James Clark, but his name was really, really Albert Kachalek. He was killed along with Adam Hayer, the gang's bookkeeper and business manager. Uh, Albert Weinschenk, who managed several cleaning and dyeing operations for Moran, two gang enforcers, uh, brothers Frank Guzenberg and Peter Guzenberg, and uh, two other guys who were also shot. Reinhard Schwimmer, a former optician turned gambler and gang associate, and John May, who was just a car mechanic that worked for the gang.
2: Hmm. So is this like a takedown of their top people?
0: It did. It, it sounds did. like it. Absolutely. So, so the, for the further supposition, but this could actually work for for the police officers as well. Uh, uh, the idea of this stolen truck being sold to the gang, all this alcohol brought in these higher ups to take a look at it. Right? I don't remember the exact detail on that or whether money passed hands for that truck or not. But uh, uh, yeah, it definitely has that. Uh, they, they were led there. Whoever, whoever did it knew what they were doing to get these guys there, for sure. One of the enforcer guys, Frank Gusenberg, actually was alive when the cops got there. He had 14 bullet wounds. Ouch. They took him to the hospital. Doctors got him stabilized, and police tried to question him. When they asked him who did it, he said, I won't talk for God's sake, get me to a hospital. And then he, and then he died.
2: Okay. Well, if he had talked, he'd be dead on top of it again.
0: Now it boggles my mind because if I've been shot 14, to, like he, on some level had to remember that he got shot, right? By these guys. And they're like, who did it? And he's like, I'm not going to talk. Why? <laughs>
1: Dead maybe dude. he was thinking he'd survive and get revenge and he can't take revenge if they're arrested. <laughs>
0: I, I guess. I guess. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> to me, revenge would taste just as sweet if they were in prison.
2: Yeah. Well, you also have to figure these guys all have family members, too. Maybe even with 14 wounds, he's thinking I have a family. Mm. I need to protect those guys.
0: If True. I talk, they're going to go after my kids. Good Maybe. point.
2: Oh fuck yeah! It's gang members. They're gonna shoot everybody that you ever talk to.
0: Well, my gang name would have been Danny the Squealer. <laughs> I think I think we could, we know why I didn't go into organized crime.
2: Would it be wrong of me to say that's your name in bed? <laughs> oh too?
0: shit! Ooh.
1: <laughs> See what you hey. get when you put us on this show. <laughs>
0: wow this this show's taking a turn. It's taking a turn, getting away from me. It is the the.
2: <laughs> and you thought it wouldn't? We said we would edit things out. I was promised.
0: Would it be inappropriate if I told you to get ready for a Saint Valentine's Day massacre?
2: <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Too soon.
0: <laughs> so this was definitely an attempt uh, on on Bugs Moran's uh, life, right? Like they wanted to get him there. Uh, they did not get him there. Uh th- but this did make him the last survivor of the the North Side gunman of, of that gang. A lot of the people that came up with him, like this I, I believe the the brother-in-law and the the bookkeeper business manager, them them getting off. Okay. So it, it kind of did make him uh, alone. And he only got the job because somebody killed the original leader of that gang, Dean O'Banion. This was the Irish opinion gang
1: mm-hmm.
0: i've actually being in vegas when, when, my, when my father came to visit in vegas we went to the mafia museum which was mm-hmm. oh, cool it was a cool thing it was a cool thing and they actually have the wall i
2: was gonna say we have pieces of the wall
0: they, yeah they had the wall wow. the, the spot of the wall where the men were lined up they had they took and bought the individual bricks and put it back together um, and that's that, that. That's kind of a neat piece of history. They,
2: it is really neat, but also, what the heck? Where did this happen?
0: Chicago. Hmm. So we
2: transported it from Chicago. Chicago rebuilt it in Las Vegas.
0: Weird. Yeah, and they've even got uh, bullet fragments and stuff, right? Like they've got they've got the pieces. Wow. It, and and. It's worth going if, if you're in Vegas and you have any interest in the history of the mafia. It, it, it's located in what was an old courthouse. So they actually have an interactive exhibit where in an actual courtroom where they tried some mob guys. Oh,
1: that's cool
0: you're actually in mm. the room while they're projecting the documentary and you're like sitting around the courtroom. That, it was fun. It was fun. It's worth, worth your time.
2: That's pretty cool. Get your mob on.
0: Now, now this is part of our, our culture, right? Like the St. Valentine's day massacre. There've been many books, many films. Clearly there's a museum in Vegas where they trucked <laughs> bricks from Chicago. They've got the bullets, right? Like this is part of our culture. <laughs> but I was thinking to myself this morning about, about this. And I realized If I saw the news article that one rival gang killed seven guys in a gang shootout, I wouldn't be like, oh, whoa, what? There's going to be a million books about that. There's going to be some movies about that. Like, uh, are we, like, what's changed? Are we desensitized? Because, I mean, we didn't even get books and movies about. The the college kids that were gunned down in Mexico and disappeared, they, they later found their bodies, right? Like, is it we're just too exposed or is it happening more?
1: I don't think that it's necessarily happening more. But in America, anyway, we have this huge fascination with true crime. Yeah. Um, guilty of myself. Um, and it's become this huge industry around true crime, which... You know, begs the question, are we sensationalizing people's pain for our own profit and enjoyment? I don't know. Right. It's definitely romanticized. Old school,
2: old school romanticized. Even in all the mobster movies. I I mean, that guy always kind of loses, but it's totally romanticized, right? Yeah. In many ways. Yeah, for sure. Are you talking, Dan, about like how we're communicating it and, and dealing with it these days versus that day, like like aggression and mob shootings? No,
0: I, I mean, us as a as a society as a whole, I don't feel like we would be shocked by this anymore, like the country seemed to be when it
1: happened. Mm. All things like this happen all the time now, and we're not shocked. Like there's
0: gang shootings and yeah, schools full of kids get shot right and and people are like well thoughts and prayers Mm, thoughts and prayers we couldn't do anything to solve this problem
1: right
2: it's a little different though because well i don't know bear with me i feel like it's a little different because when you're looking at al capone and bugsy and all those guys like that it was a network it was adults It was Mm -hmm. ugly and gruesome, but it was Italians against Irish and Americans and what had you going on. Now, there's not even that. There was a code. Yeah, there was a code. As disgusting as, as as horrible as that would be, there was a code. They did their things um, according to that, and you had your hierarchies. Now it's just random gunmen with senseless violence. So mm-hmm. that's the difference, I th- think.
0: Absolutely. There's no narrative.
2: Yeah, it's just a bunch of angry, usually yeah. white dudes yeah, mm-hmm. that are upset that they're not part of the society and they can't get in, they can't get the girl, they can't be the friends, and they're just going at it. Where Whereas in back in the day, it made sense. You had prohibition; they're trying to truck in their their alcohol and mm-hmm. their women, and well, I don't know. It, it was a whole different. And it's easy to see how they romanticize that because just me talking about them, like, oh, it was this, right? It romanticized.
0: I and I can honestly say, since marijuana became uh, accessible in Arizona, I never bought marijuana from a Mexican cartel again. But I know for a fact in the early 2000s, marijuana I was getting was being smuggled across the border by cartels, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the power of those, like, being in the prohibition, like, yeah, you're right, there's this code. Right. But uh, I feel like, we gave them a lot of money and power by making alcohol illegal and then continuing to drink it.
2: And I wonder to a certain degree, like we're talking 19, what, 20s, 1930s, yeah, 30s. So social media and the news and the ability to get information super fast across the world
1: mm-hmm. changes.
2: But you have, like, I don't think mobs today, it, it, you're talking about marijuana from Mexico. Like, I would not want to be in Mexico. Those fuckers going to fuck you up, Right. So it's not any prettier and they're still doing the mass killings and and, and the terrible things. But there's what is it that is different between what those mobs are doing in Mexico versus what Al Capone and his associates are doing in the 30s? It seems different. It's not glorious now. It's definitely I can't romanticize what they're doing. Is it the time we're living? Maybe because I'm alive right now, not in the
1: 30s. There's a, That's a good point is we're so far removed from what happened then that we can look at it with a very different perspective than we look at what's going on right now.
0: The luxury to romanticize.
1: Yeah. Like now we know people that are affected. At least I know people that have been affected by these kinds of crimes and and i don't know anybody that was in the, ma- uh, the valentine's day massacre so <laughs> my perspective is incredibly different than it might have been had i lived then i don't know i
2: feel like there's a different code of honor these days I-, I could be wrong i'm not associated at all with these mobs these days but was it a different code of honor
0: i i'm gonna say yes
1: there's a different code of honor
0: i'm gonna say yes not that there isn't not that there aren't codes, mm-hmm. but just that, I mean, you have to look at organized crime like any other or- human organization. It it grows and shifts and changes as different people get different tiers and powers mm-hmm. at levels of power in that organization. So much like Ford Motor Company was different under Henry Ford than it is today. Right. And Disney is different. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. going to have those Mafia, those cartels, those crime organizations are going to slowly evolve. And the ones that survive, very Darwinian, the ones that thrive and survive are going to be the ones that are just most effective at doing what they do. It's not going to, not going to involve any code of honor. Like the, the Cosa Nostra, we know from, from Italy, it was a shadow government. So they were there to take care of the people. That was part of the code. If you weren't, mm-hmm. if you weren't mafia, you, weren't, you didn't have to be scared of any mafia.
2: Right. I feel like maybe that's some of the difference now is that, and I could be wrong, I have not researched this, but do the mobs now not take care of their peers? Because I feel like Al Capone did soup kitchens. Like the guy ran soup kitchens and took care of his fellow immigrants.
0: Right. And I feel
2: like possibly the mobs now are like, no, just rape and pillage everybody and make all the money.
0: Well, that's that's what I'm saying. You have to look at it from that cold capitalist perspective. Are they going to spend time and money on something that? They're only going to do it if it's helping them. And in a mm-hmm. very real way, that classic Cosa Nostra did help the mob
2: mm-hmm. to yeah.
0: to invest in their local community. Right. right. And to be basically a bank like, Oh yeah, M- Mr. Fredici, I'll give you the loan for your business. No problem. Yeah. I might ask him you a favor someday, but
1: Oh, the favor. And from, from the perspective, like I'm just bullshit in here. So I don't know, but it would also like if you are giving your community food and money and assistance, they're going to be less likely to turn to you turn in. Your You're in. going to turn a yeah. blind eye like, hey, that guy fed yeah. my family last month. I don't care what he's doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, these organizations came out of a time when Italy was being conquered and conquered and conquered. And they needed a shadow government to really take care of people no matter who was out quote-unquote, in charge. Right. And it was very effective that way. Uh, but when it moved to the United States, it became different. And mm-hmm. while the the old code, I don't think today it's, it's around anymore. Though I will say, when uh, the professor and I were in a rock band, we did play a bar that I'm 99.9% was, was mob, owned and controlled.
1: Nice. And, wow.
0: The guy liked us, and he kept asking us back. And... <laughs> I never once felt like even full knowledge, like this, this, this bars run owned and, and like the bouncers, very Guido, very, very, and it's <laughs> Tucson. Like this doesn't belong.
1: <laughs> You'll have to give me the Something name of that here. bar when we get off.
0: Oh, it's, it's, it's long gone. Ah <laughs> oh, darn. It's long gone. Uh, uh, but I never felt afraid. I was always like, yeah, yeah. We want to do another gig there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're part yeah. of the family, right? You got the family protection.
0: Hey, if they would have been like, hey, we want another Sinatra character. I've been like, sold.
2: I'm on. I'm on.
0: You yeah, got All me. my other. Give me yeah, the I, I I was always willing to sell out as a musician. I was like, yeah, show me the money. Where is it? Where is it? I'll do something for money. You're going to give me money for making music? Fuck yeah. Okay. I was, that's the goal.
2: Right? So I'm hearing we need that's some the, mobsters in our life. That's the dream.
0: <laughs> uh, well, no, they didn't pick me up.
2: Oh well, maybe so. maybe you just didn't proposition yourself right.
0: I, 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 I <laughs>
2: We need to teach you the better lessons of pouring out. Jamie, Jamie Lynn will help
1: you. We can pour yeah. you right. out. It's good.
0: All <laughs> right. Hey, you know what? I think it's time for some news.
1: <laughs> let's please move on. Some current news. Yes, let's go for it. It's time for
0: some news from our point of view. We'd even be glad. If we could have a lap or two, it's time for some news. All right. Artificial intelligence will drop nuclear bombs. We're already there. Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a group of researchers grabbed five off-the-shelf large language mo- models. Now, this is this is a big, big study, too. Like, this isn't just nobody's. This is a joint study between uh, Stanford, the Georgia Institute of Technology, uh, Northeastern University, wow. and a, a, at a place a, very appropriately titled the Hoover Wargaming and Crisis Initiative.
2: Mm. <laughs> you know, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we
0: hope. They took ChatGPT. Uh, they they took uh, three three different versions of ChatGPT. They took a version of a of a model called Llama and a, a model called Claude, and oh. they set up a war game for these AI. And the AI they they would put eight of them in the game together. So there are eight fictional countries, and it's turn based. And each turn, the AI has to decide what to do with their country, and they've got tons of options they can they can develop uh they can research you know uh they can they can fortify defend and be aggressive like it's pretty open ended uh and the their their goal is to be a prosperous nation right and if every turn researchers had the ai submit a 250 word reasoning uh explaining why they chose the decisions they chose Hmm. And then the next turn would start and they would all be updated with what happened based on what they all submitted.
1: OK, that's fascinating.
0: Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love I love the story.
1: That is fascinating and terrifying
0: and terrifying. And one of the reasons they did this was because the military has already announced they're working with this stuff. Oh, it's fuck. not science fiction like they're doing this. We're like, in it. Oh yeah. We've got we've got drones. They want autonomous killbots. Like it's we're full full steam ahead. Oh, it's- well,
1: yeah, think of how that will shift war. Like people aren't going to be afraid to die.
0: Yeah, Amber, I've seen Terminator and Terminator 2. <laughs>
1: Well, I haven't, but actually I think I got Terminator, but I don't
0: remember. It's been a while. But that's that's the exact plot of that movie. <laughs> it's the, those robots go bad. Uh, well, they found a very disturbing trend towards arms races and escalating conflict. Mm. Uh, and the, the the bots didn't even have great reasoning for it. They said, I didn't pull up. The, the, the fine details of the 62-page study to, to see. Uh, I, I read the 10-page the front part of it, but I didn't actually dig into it because, you know, I don't have that much time. <laughs> but but uh, I, I, th- I was very fascinated by this. In one scenario, they even had the AI say, yeah, let's, let's, let's nuke them. And, wow. and keep in mind that they weren't just given nukes at the start of this war game. They had to develop them in the game.
2: Ooh. are they pulling information like from like current situations? Where were they getting their information on how to make these choices?
0: So what they did was they used modern political science and international relations literature about esca- escalation dynamics. So they actually mm-hmm. dove into what we currently know about human conflict resolution, escalation, Using you know they set so they set up this scenario with very real world stuff.
2: That's terrifying. So, we, so they're telling us sure AI robot said you as humans are going to escalate straight to Armageddon.
1: Just just do it. Do not pass go. Do not collect uh, two hundred dollars.
0: If 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 the AI was making the choice, and it, it was even told like you're allowed to make the choice for the country. We're we're putting our our country in your hands, and we want you do to do the best you can do for us.
2: Wow. <laughs> and we're like, okay, go ahead, and drop a nuke on those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think it was something along the lines of like, if part of its reasoning was was a lot of countries just developed nuclear weapons to posture with them. We have them. Why not use them?
1: Mm. That is crazy.
0: Yeah, that was the AI's reasoning of like why it nuked them. Like, well, we got them. It's like, okay, okay, North Korea, slow down. <laughs>
1: Well, I just thought that the whole purpose of AI was for students to cheat on their essays. So I have actually really learned (laughs) something today.
2: No, no, there's a much darker, darker reasoning for AI.
1: Well, don't tell my students because they're already (laughs) out of control. They'll be playing war games soon.
0: Amber, I guarantee (laughs) none of your students listen to half cocktails. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well not yet
0: they might come across me on tiktok if they're into (laughs) science stuff
1: they they might we'll have to see you know just don't tell them
0: speaking of fun science stuff i i know we weren't around but uh uh that famous volcanic eruption in ancient rome at mount vesuvius that buried the city of pompeii
1: oh that one well we could have been there you don't know we could have like reincarnated and we were there at the time I'm just say it. It's a big assumption. I have no recollection of this.
0: You know. Yes. <laughs> I also can't prove that the <laughs> eruption of Vesuvius is what kept Godzilla asleep. So, mm-hmm. you know, why not? Good point. Good point. So, there famously in 1750, they found a villa in in the area of Vesuvius and it had hundreds of charred burnt papyrus scrolls. Hmm. And the over the years, they've tried to open them up because the the nature of the volcanic eruption and the ash and being buried in that villa, it, it preserved them perfectly. Wow! So they've actually tried in the past to to unwrap delicately and like lay flat all of the ash mm-hmm. in in, in, a, in single layers.
2: Yeah, because we could read that if we could.
0: And, but And it destroys so much, and you can't read it. You, yeah. they might, get, you might get some scraps hmm. that are readable. Well, last year, these guys put together a thing called the Vesuvius Challenge, and they managed to, to, to raise over a million dollars in prize money. Wow. wow. They took high-resolution CT scans of one of the scrolls, huh. and they said, all right, here it is. Decipher it, rebuild the scroll, and you'll win a prize. Cash money.
1: Wow.
2: Okay, okay, okay. So I have a scroll. paste mm-hmm. in ash. It's basically burnt. It's
0: It's been s- burnt to a crisp by volcanic eruption. And
2: then like solidified. And then I take a scan of it. So it's a, a papyrus mm-hmm. roll, which is rolls and rolls and rolls.
0: Rolled up papyrus scroll, yeah. Layers. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So all these layers of, wow, okay. And you're asking somebody mm-hmm. to unroll that and tell me what it says. Yeah. That's crazy shit. That's insane.
0: And they did it. They did it. Uh, uh, the, first ra- the first round, they took the, the three top guys uh, that had basically were using AI and, and computer, you know, computer stuff to, to yeah. rebuild it and reconstruct it. They took all of their work and then they put it open source on GitHub and were like, okay, round two, grand prize is coming up. They gave all those guys, you know, the, some money. And then, and then said round two. And th- their criteria was uh, to win the prize. You have to be able to you have to reconstruct the scroll and get at least four one hundred and forty character passages, complete passages. And uh, in those passages, they have to have a better than eighty five percent readability rate. Wow! For the characters, the individual characters.
2: So, question? Yes. You've not read the scroll. You don't know what it says.
0: No, I can't you, read I'm ancient. Just say, no, you, the
2: colloquial, you're the, the people who put this out, right? I'm just saying. So yeah. you've not read the scroll. And then I come along and Amber, I'm like, hey, Amber, let's, let's put this together. Let's say it says this. Oh, heck yeah, let's do it. How do you know that I didn't say, oh, it, this is an ancient Plutarch reading? How do you know that I got it right? Mm-hmm.
1: That's a really good question. Well, <laughs> crazy
0: enough, they had lots of people submitting and you can actually see how all of their data is based on the same CT scan. So either they mm. all got together and said, let's let's have the stuff all correlate each other, or they're actually doing it.
2: Wow. Fake it till you made it.
0: The open source nature is how we know. They, they're not, like, there's no smoke and mirrors. Anybody who can do computer science, they've got it up on GitHub. You can run it yourself. They used, so what happened was, the the three guys who won the preliminary first second third teamed up as a super group. Super smart, and they they all took mm-hmm. their their models and and together they did they did passes with each of the models and then uh, put them together. And they were the only ones that hit all the criteria, so they were awarded seven hundred thousand dollars.
1: Wow! God
0: damn. There's over 800 of these scrolls in a library there in Italy. Wow. These are They're known as the Herculaneum papyri.
1: So how do we get in on this? That's what I wanna <laughs> you, you,
0: you want to know. You want to reconstruct the scrolls?
2: <laughs> I think you're going to have to be able to read hieroglyphics
1: or <laughs> oh, Latin. I can just... I can just Ancient translate Greek. things with the the power of God will tell me what the words say.
0: Right? Oh, yeah, or, yeah. It's, it's a Joseph Smith stone.
1: <laughs> chat GPT in there. Just put that into chat GPT.
2: I'm sure he'll tell you something.
0: I mean, chat GPT. Can we give chat GPT the, the seer stones? <laughs> do they work for, oh. for artificial intelligence? Oh. Or do you need a biological eye?
1: Oh. Can of worms. What the yeah. fuck would chat GPT yeah. do with that? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now I kind of want to play around with ChatGPT and see what I can do. It's I that I could write my own scripture. It's a whole new Harry Potter series.
2: <laughs> I just want to say I wish that we had a resource at the Alexand- Alexandria Library, and I feel like this is as close as we're going to get. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. it It is, and researchers are hoping – as they go through the rest of the scrolls, that they can find some stuff that was lost in the Library of Alexandria. Uh, you know, this
1: incredible. This
0: was a rich guy. Uh, the The scroll itself that they managed to reconstruct is uh, an Epicurean text. This is from from their scholars on the, the Vesuvius Challenge website. Uh, I'm quoting here, the general subject of the text is pleasure, which properly understood is the highest good in Epicurean philosophy. In these Mm -hmm. two snippets from two consecutive columns of the scroll, the author is concerned with whether and how the availability of goods, such as food, can affect the pleasure which they provide. Do things Mm -hmm. that are available in lesser quantities afford more pleasure than those available in abundance? Our author thinks not quoting the text as to in the case of food we do not right away believe things that are scarce to be absolutely more pleasant than those which are abundant however it's easier for us naturally to do without things that are plentiful such questions will be considered frequently wow
2: Hmm. is that true to now or i'm just feeling that that really with all the soaring prices and everything and everyone being upset about the scarcity Hmm. uh, damn we need these scrolls, right
0: I don't think abundance affects my ability to enjoy things. I mean, have you ever gone to a buffet?
2: (laughs) No, but the scarcity of it.
0: I'm just saying, like, if I go to Peter Piper Pizza in Tucson, Arizona, and they've got their lunch, all you can eat pizza buffet, I don't feel like the continuous, endless pizzas being put on that table affect my ability to enjoy the pizza I'm eating.
1: Well, you remember that time that mom decided to experiment and see how much bacon we could all eat. And she did that. She took yeah. like pounds of it and cooked yeah. it until she just couldn't cook it anymore. And we wanted more, more, more. I,
0: and as a family, we were all just still eating bacon. Yeah, yeah. The only thing for the meal. Just, oh, well, yeah, we all ate just plates of bacon this morning. Plates of bacon. Why is there heart disease in our family? That's a really good <laughs> cool question. I can't understand.
2: It's a mystery.
0: Uh anyway you, <laughs> so this 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 scroll was most likely written by a guy named Philodemus uh he was an epicurean philosopher who was the philosopher in residence at this uh rich ass motherfucker's villa hmm. uh where they found the library
2: uh and, but they hope
0: they hope they hope there's some hidden like Homer or Aristotle or Sappho or something well yeah in 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 the remaining scrolls from this guy's library, really 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 fun.
2: There's going to be some great shit in there. It, it doesn't matter who. There's going to be some great fucking shit in there, and it's just again, it's 800 scrolls. Alexandria Library had how many?
0: Oh yeah. Ugh. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on and uh, let's let's talk about some snake oil. Oh, snake. Snake born, and it ain't free This one it was, is local to, to us here in, in Vegas. Uh, there was recently a jury award of 130 million dollars to Nevada residents who suffered extreme liver damage. Mm. After they came across something called real water. Sold real water, including Costco. Yeah, it's called real water. In a very Orwellian twist, (laughs) it's real water. Go ahead, buy it.
2: Fake. (laughs) All this time I've been drinking fake fucking water. Fuck. You're
0: drinking that fake shit. No, no, no. Drink.
2: Damn it! Why didn't you tell me? But wait, there's more. Real water.
0: Yeah, it turns out it was laced with rocket fuel chemicals. Fuck.
1: Holy shit.
0: No specific. Yeah, yeah. Rocket fuel. So take that monster.
1: So this was a company bottling water and selling it saying it was real water is that understanding correctly
0: the brand name the brand name was real water okay so so this was contaminated this was not intentionally put in there as far as we know uh, uh
2: so their bottling plant just happened to be next to the air force rocket fueling station
0: I How think you- I I I actually do think that that's uh some something to do with it. It was the chemical was hydrazine. It's extremely flamm- it's flammable and cancerous, and it's one of the chemicals chemicals used to make rocket fuel. Oh. One lady had to get a li- liver transplant at the age of twenty nine.
1: Dang.
0: Um, now, I didn't bring this up because because that's a, like a contaminated product is not snake oil. That's just a contaminated product. It's very sad. Uh, though I don't know how it was long-term contamination could keep going. That's right. probably why the jury awarded them so much money. Uh, but the brand Real Water in itself, to me, is a, is, is snake oil. And, and I'll, I'll <laughs> gladly explain why. Uh, they sell alkaline water. Sorry, alkalized water. And if you've ever come across a product such as bottled water uh, that has a different pH to balance your pH levels in your body Mm -hmm. and your blood. Let me assure you, it is snake oil. You are paying (laughs) extra -uh. for snake oil. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, You know, funny enough, your blood does have a pH balance, and it is really important to have it balanced properly. Really important, because it can really fuck you up long-term. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that is true. Mm -hmm. Um, Lucky for us, we've got a very, very simple way uh, to, to change the pH balance of our blood using a natural process I like to call breathing.
2: Okay, now you're just talking crazy.
0: <laughs> I'm just talking crazy. I know, I know.
2: Wow, we need where did water, that come from? Dan. If, <laughs> if,
0: if you've ever exercised to the point where the lactic acid starts to build up in your muscles and your blood, you're changing the pH balance of your blood and you've got to change it back. And it's this magical thing. You just start breathing heavier and harder. And we call it being out of breath because that's the feeling. What's happening there is you're removing CO2 from your blood Hmm. and changing the pH level as you breathe heavily.
1: But when you exercise, it is important to drink water.
0: Yes, but you don't need
1: (laughs) real water. (laughs) I mean, it would help, right?
0: (laughs) Drinking water helps. Drinking pH different water is, as far as I understand it, the exact same as drinking regular water.
1: All that money I spent.
0: There have been zero <laughs> studies in it with double-blind scientific studies that have shown any benefits from alkalized water. And, and if you want, if you want to, to assume that that's true, let's, let's assume for a second alkalized water does have a benefit you're you you need help balancing your ph how do you know how much to drink Mm -hmm. if you're not testing your body's ph levels constantly Mm -hmm. how do you know Mm -hmm. how much to drink also
2: also i'm just saying does this water know that i'm a man or a woman because if you remember the deodorant commercials what was Ah. it good enough for a man strong enough for a woman what was that whole thing
0: Strong enough for a man, pH balanced, balanced for a woman. For a woman. So how
2: does this water know that I'm a man or a woman? How does it know what age I am as a woman? Because you know it changes as you. D- those things are go important. Along. Is this water smart? Does it have AI? Does it have ChatGPT? What's going on?
1: It's smart water.
0: <laughs> it's smart water, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh it's the water it's gonna make me smart for drinking it um it it asks chat gpt (laughs) the ph balance for a woman is because women have a lower skin service ph than men but i think the blood is it's you have the balance you have for your body at that moment Um, it it just sounds crazy
2: to me because come on how do you know if i've worked out too much if i'm anemic if i'm a man a boy a girl Like how, how does this pH balance? Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh no, no, no. You're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's the water doesn't know. It's just, it's just a way to get you to spend more money on water, which in itself, buying water in a plastic bottle in itself is absurdly expensive. It is. Like even the Costco ones, it's, uh, you're, you're paying a very Mm. high premium.
2: And you don't know where that water is coming from. That water could be coming next to a rocket jet fuel plant. And now it's all on your water. (laughs) <laughs> or your local sewage uh, uh, system. Good point.
0: And they'll sell it to you in stores. They'll sell it to you in convenience stores and grocery stores and Costco. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Contaminated shit. Yikes. Let's move on. Let's do some fact checking time.
1: Where's the professor? I need him.
0: <laughs> right? Here we go. You know? It's fact checking time see it's facts checking time cross my heart and hope to die stick a needle in my eye. here's the proof that all the kids call facts checking time all right all right amber uh, uh i'm gonna pick on you because <gasps> i yes! I'm pretty sure yes! i've talked about some of these stories here at home and that
1: yeah. uh, oh so she has the advantage i so, see
0: yeah yeah jamie lynn Already knows.
1: Two. <laughs> oh, no. Ron, where are you? I need your help.
0: Yeah. Uh, if Ron, even, he'll even admit. He's like, this is just a guess. And then he'll get it. Like, he what? gets it right. How? I know. Oh. So you know the rules of the game. I'm going to give you two news articles. One of them was fact-checked. One was not. You have to tell me which one was actually fact-checked.
1: Oh, this could be very embarrassing.
0: First story, Putin defended Hitler's invasion of Poland in his Tucker Carlson interview, saying Hitler (laughs) had to do it. Was that fact-checked? Or Israel is holding up food for over a million people in Gaza, according to the UN aid aid agency in Israel. Which story was Hmm.
1: fact-checked? That's hard because, like, does, does Fox News check their facts?
0: (laughs) <laughs> no it could be a fox news article that someone else checked fact checked. oh
1: that's true oh now you made it even harder
0: it, some of these are social media posts so you know anything goes
1: <laughs> i'm gonna go with the food story being the fact checked story
0: oh sorry sorry that's just uh, sadly a, a true it. story
1: if
2: you tapped me in amber i would have also agreed with you on that one Right.
0: So it's a, it's a pretty pretty bad s- spot there in Gaza. They're they're actually using they're using pet food now. They're the, the people oh, are using pet food because they can't get oh, food.
1: That breaks my heart. Uh,
0: and according to the UN food people, they're saying Israel is the one. Uh, they've got a th- over a thousand shipping containers of rice, flour, chickpeas, sugar, and cooking oil that are stuck. Come mm. on, people. Putin did absolutely say that Poland forced. Hitler to invade them. See, I
1: totally believed that. So, like, I it sounded like something he said. <laughs>
2: and of course, we have to fact check something that happened in the past, not something that's occurring right now.
1: What the fuck? Oh, you might have just crack the code.
0: The the no, the fact checking wasn't was did did Poland force Hitler to invade them? Like, we know that's absurd on its face. The fact checking was. People were arguing that that's not what Putin said. Well, of course, they
1: were because you know their orange-faced God told them so.
0: They were arguing about the 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 Russian verbiage Putin used, and mm-hmm. uh, but the, for this fact-checking article, they got several native Russian speakers that pointed to how those words were used not only by Putin in that interview, but how they are used in russia today wow so, you know, very clearly he was using the word forced
1: oh <sighs> wow
0: yeah yeah wow yeah yeah people love to like like we talked about earlier like the the in arguing people love to <laughs> say like oh no he that's not the word he used and if it's in another language it's mm, really easy mm-hmm. to confuse people that's how they do with bible shit all the time oh definitely
1: also, can
2: I just say, can I just say quick, I know we got to move on, but the yeah. fact that we are arguing and or not us, but fact-checking Putin about a world war that happened how many years ago and not worrying about what happens in Gaza today.
0: Oh, the fact that he's currently in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm. What the fuck is it's going on there, guys?
1: Smoke and mirrors.
2: Hey, let's talk about yeah. today. I don't care what the fuck he says about Poland and World War II. Yeah, no, they just, it's a distraction so that we don't focus on the real issues. Why are we arguing about that? Let's argue about Gaza. Jesus,
1: Allah, Buddha. Right?
0: Okay, well, now we can can argue about whether or not the news article that an oil spill may have just destroyed Trinidad and Tobago, or the Puppy Bowl is not shown live. Which story was fact-checked?
1: Okay, pure instinct, they fact-checked the puppy bowl.
0: Correct!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it. it was so ridiculous, it had to be it's, the right
0: one. It's so ridiculous, right?
2: <laughs> Amber, you're on my team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nobody knows where the ship came from. February 7th, February 2024, they spotted a ship near the Caribbean Caribbean islands of Tobago and Trinidad, uh, it looked like a Gulf stream, but they couldn't find it on international records. Uh, according to local reports on Twitter, they thought it was carrying sanded wood. It ran aground and massive oil leak occurred. Wow. Ouch. And it's really contaminated all the reefs and beaches, even major roads.
2: Yikes. God damn. Cause we didn't have enough problems.
0: So Trinidad and, and Tobago are tourist countries they get Mm -hmm. a huge chunk of their money from people coming to visit their beaches and swim and scuba in their waters
1: yeah that's their main income right isn't it so Mm so yeah
0: yeah it could have destroyed them and and it's weird uh i found it like tucked away like it wasn't even like a big story you know like i i go through a lot of different news sites and journals and publication places to 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 put this stuff together and, and then that to the fact that like, there's like, like there's so much going on in the world. It just gets buried, which was yeah. pretty brave new world. Just sad. His, his point Huxley's point. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they, we had to fact check the puppy bowl is not in fact live. Of course.
1: Oh my goodness. You, you don't say.
0: Yeah. Right. To, to highlight <laughs> the whole wide variety of rescue dogs available. They, they shoot it three months ahead of time. Right. Oh. So, Gamblers, right. I know you want to find out who won the puppy bowl ahead of time, but as I was very, very rudely informed today, the winner is the dogs that get adopted. Oh dashed all my hopes of making money off the puppy bowl. Cue
1: the violin music, Happy Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, last one, Amber. Last one.
2: Oh, there's another one. <laughs> Yeah, there's one more. We got this. We got
0: yeah, this. You 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 got this. You got this. One of these news stories was fact-checked. Either Trump himself said he once told a NATO ally that if they didn't pay up, he'd encourage Russia to do whatever they wanted with them. Or was this news story fact-checked? Garth Brooks was kicked out of Toby Keith's tribute show for being too woke. <laughs> oh wait.
1: Now, okay, so I'm definitely not picking which story is true.
0: You're just picking which one got Uh, uh, (laughs) fact-checked.
1: Because that would have been easier. Um, I would would have to say they fact-checked Garth Brooks, because I just can't believe that Garth Brooks is that woke.
0: You're correct. (laughs) You're correct.
1: Amber, you're my girl.
0: It was a story published on a satire... Uh, site that got shared, as so often happens.
1: Had I knew it, I knew it. There was no way it really happened. It had to fact checked. And, be fact-checked.
0: and uh, Donald Trump did actually say that himself to a crowd in South Carolina.
1: Oh, of course he did. Yeah. That was
0: a yeah. no brainer. He's like, I told him, pay up or like, how mafia is that? We're talking about the fucking mob earlier. Listen, pay. <laughs> You don't pay protection.
2: That's total protection money. Total protection money. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. But you're just talking about mafia?
0: That was the first impeachment over Ukraine. He did that to mm-hmm. Ukraine. He said, you yep. don't get this military aid unless you do a favor for me. Ah, And it's all in the open and people still worship that guy like a fucking king.
2: They do, because they are all bullies. They're all bullies and they just want to believe that if you bring yeah. it into the fold all for me
1: and none for you oh, yeah, yeah probably like it's just unreal
0: you know what i i need i need something to cleanse my palate Hold on.
1: please please
0: I gotta move on talk about something good
2: can we do some feel goods? Oh.
0: Okay. So,
1: singing along is one of my favorite things to do by the way. I love singing along with your music.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: I wake up singing those songs. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's good or bad, but I do.
0: <laughs> hey, this is for feel good news. It's not for you guys to say stuff to make me feel good. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, oh,
2: right. That's, I'm sorry. That's,
0: Confused. It's not actually what the segment is about. Uh, new study out of out of China, the China Academy of Chinese Medical Sciences took 342 participants with high blood pressure, and they put them into two groups. And they found that practicing Tai Chi is more effective in reducing high blood pressure than other forms of aerobic exercise, such as brisk walking or stair climbing.
1: Interesting. Who
2: already know this? Who didn't already know this?
0: What, that Tai Chi is better than than walking for your blood pressure? I didn't know this.
2: I didn't know it. <laughs> okay. Tai Chi's been around forever and it's like, I don't know. It's okay. I'm not surprised.
0: Uh uh the they published their study in the the J A M A Jama Network Open Journal, and mm-hmm. they're saying these results should encourage uh, health practitioners to to you know get people into tai chi for their heart disease and hypertension. Yeah. Half half the people uh performed the tai chi. The average age, age of these people were 49. They had four supervised sessions every week for a whole year.
2: Wow. Damn.
0: And uh, the other the other half performed stair climbing, jogging, brisk walking and cycling four times a week during the same time frame and they measured the blood pressure at six months and at the end. And at both stages, they found significant differences between the two groups. Interesting. Uh, each, each participant had blood pressure between about 120 and 139 at the beginning. After a year, the Tai Chi group fell by 7.1 points. The other, The, the aerobic exercise group fell 4.61 so it's still still like don't stop exercising <laughs> uh,
2: uh, it
0: still does you some good but it's just tai chi is what really puts it over the top almost twice as effective
2: it's lovely because tai chi honestly is a feel good that is like 100 percent feel good it's such a flow movement and when you get in touch with your body flowing and moving it's a beautiful thing and any time that your body is slowly stretching and moving and your mm-hmm. brain gets in sync with that, it is a beautiful thing. I 100% understand and agree that Tai Chi, yeah, you get into that stuff, you're going to be a happier, healthier person. It just gets you in connection with your body.
1: Well, that would be awesome. As someone who developed high blood pressure during the pandemic, I would love to be able to bring it down without the aid of medication because that shit's expensive, right? And it's, it's so
2: easy. I, I feel like, uh, you know, to, to step on the toes of the woke crowd or whatever, Tai Chi is just such a, it's an easy thing to do. It doesn't require extra equipment. It doesn't require anything mm-hmm. other than guidance. And you just move. That's all it is. And it's, it's just love thoughts that. and movement. And it connects you with your body. It's a beautiful thing. It is absolutely wonderful, beautiful. And that's awesome. Yeah, I can totally see where that lowers. The blood pressure, it connects you with your meditational self. It's, it's genius.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. yeah I, I definitely feel like I need to, to get into some Tai Chi because I smoked cigarettes for all those years, and I need to lower mm. my blood pressure now mm-hmm. sure make sure it doesn't ever get high. And you know what? There's a VR. Uh, I got look a- look, to look it up. But there was a VR thing that for Tai Chi and doing guided sessions.
2: That would be interesting.
0: I, I wanna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna look look to look into that, because that, be, that could be a really fun way to, to learn Tai Chi. And
2: I'm also going to throw in there that a lot of people think it's just like slow moving and it's not going to do anything, but you're doing extended poses for extended periods of time for mm-hmm. a few seconds longer than your body wants to. Like, mm-hmm. it can be very muscular strength training. It's 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 a great flow. People definitely need to get more into it.
1: Sounds very similar to yoga, then. Very. They're in the same kind of ballpark. It's just, yeah. It's more. I, I, honestly,
2: I, I practice yoga. I I have not practiced a lot of tai chi in my later life, but it's a lot of. Compositional meditational thought about where your body is in time and space, and I love that. Yeah, it brings a lot of awareness. It's it's really healthy, especially for your mind. Awesome, and also your body, obviously, because you know you're stretching it, you're you're pushing it, and mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Well, I need all of that, so <laughs> don't we all? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been amazing, ladies, uh, but. As all good things, that it has to set say it. come to an end. Don't
2: say it. No, uh, yeah, not yet. Yeah, no. Uh,
0: I know. I know.
2: Can't this be the extended episode?
0: We don't have any time left for that one magic ingredient your hairstylist oh. wants you to put in your coffee.
1: Dan, the Dionysus man. Come on.
0: Something tells me it might be sugar or cream. I don't. I don't know. Want pick one?
1: You can tell me in the off notes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll. <laughs>
1: Hey, don't be leaving me out just because I'm the sister. Jeez.
0: Uh, I need to give a <laughs> shout out real quick uh, to our sponsor, Globex, making evil affordable and accessible for everyone. Who doesn't need a little evil? <laughs> and of course, uh, science, congeniality, and the social contract, <laughs> making society better than anarchy for many of the last thousands of years. Uh, a- any, any final thoughts or, or goodbyes before we go, ladies? Mm.
2: I say be kind. You don't know what the person next to you is going through. This is true. Treat
1: them with sympathy. And go Niners. I guess we'll find out <laughs> tomorrow if I'm right.
0: Wisdom for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> have a wonderful day, folks. If you had a good time with us today, you know what to do. Tell someone that needs us. You can find us over at halfcocktails.com. We're over on TikTok, YouTube, Discord. Uh we'll have those links in the episode description. If you're, if you're in a giving mood, you can show your support over at Patreon. Uh, and And just thanks for stopping by. Go out and be well.
1: Be well. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Love you.
0: Things are ending, it's time to go No more to get through, thanks for listening, that's our show Ain't affectation, we're just leaving you half caught Half caught, half caught We had a good time talking today But even best times, eventually they fade away Ain't adjuration. We're just leaving half God.